right, we are so excited to tune in to Ingeniously May Hall today. As you know, I am Brittany Petty. I am a mental health therapist and a school counselor. So I'm always working with all ages and our young adults. And so today we do have a special guest with us. Her name is Miss Heather. And she, um, Heather Robinson, and she is going to be telling us about her background and who she is and what she does. She's a three-time self-published author, and she is just so amazing. So without further ado, I'm going to have Miss Heather introduce some more about herself. She has such a long bio that I want everybody to know what she has to bring to the table. <laughs> Hi, Heather. Hi, how's it going? Good. We're so excited to have you today. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, tell us some more about your background, because, girl, your bio is long, but I love it. <laughs> I'm going to give, like, the short version of it. Okay. Um, so, born and raised in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I am the youngest of nine. Wow. Five brothers, three sisters. Um, I will give you a bit of my backstory, right? So, we talk about education. I did complete my undergraduate degree at Temple University. My graduate studies, I completed a master's degree of education online through Grand Canyon. And then I went on to Gwinnett Mercy and did 15 postgraduate credits in education a little bit more, just kind of dove a little deeper in. Um, And then I stopped. But as far as my writing is concerned, I started writing the night I became parentless. I was 15 years old. It was Friday 13th, and I found out my dad had passed away. So I wrote a poem entitled, Why Me? Mm. And from there, I just started writing. I was in creative writing classes in high school. Um, First major in college was journalism. Kind of moved out of journalism, went into Pan-African studies. Um, That was interesting. Kind of fell into education. So in 2010, the Lord gave me anointed to write. And I love that name. I, I liked it, but I wasn't crazy about it because it was anointed the number two, right? And I never thought having a number in your business name was professional. I kind of thought it was whack and ghetto. (laughs) So I was like, please that's not something I would do because I wouldn't put a number in no business who does that like this is this is me right so I kind of table that and I keep going and anointed to write keeps popping up everywhere I turn everywhere I go every time I close my eyes anointing <laughs> the number to write keeps coming up I was like what in the world is the Lord trying to tell me so one day I was sitting and I'm going through the Bible and I'm sitting here bartering with the Lord Lord I need you to tell me and make it clear in this Bible where I stop whatever scripture I stop on I needed to tell me exactly what it is that you're trying to tell me to do well I stop at Habakkuk 2 2 and 3 okay mm-hmm. and so the short version is write the vision and make it plain mm-hmm. I pushed it to the side. I said, no, thank you. And I went about my life. Now, that was 2010. This is a, a short lesson on disobedience, okay? Fast forward to 2012, two years later, I started writing my book. My first book was A Season of Press and a Spiritual Awakening. So I start writing that book. And then in 2013, I stopped because I'm walking through a divorce. 
not only did I walk through a divorce, but my computer, let's just say, vanished. So I didn't have my first draft. Oh my goodness. So I'm going through life. 2015, I pick it back up. And as I'm picking it back up, what I realized is I gotta start over. Right? Mm -hmm. Because God gave me this book. My first draft disappeared with the computer. But I still have a season of pressing, a spiritual awakening. So in 2015, I start over from scratch. I mean, I'm brainstorming. I'm conceptualizing. I'm going through all the steps to get this thing together. So mid to late 2016, I find a publisher. Now, this publisher was different in that he was a pastor, and I was one of his first clients. Okay. And his ultimate goal was to help you get your word out, especially as a new author. So we did that. In June 19, 2017, that was my first publication, Anointed. It, it, it just it, it just was like, it was an anointed or divine appointment. Oh, goodness. So, 2017, seven years later, I published under a traditional publisher. Okay. Seven years after the Lord gave me anointed the number to write. <laughs> Write the vision, make it make plain. Make it plain, yes. And I, you know, I appreciate you for saying that because just showing your ability to just keep going through and you press through. And you know, how many times do we run from my calling? Like, I don't know, just hearing your story, I was like, man, I ran from my calling for a long time being in education. Uh-huh. People kept I was like, no, you won't catch me in a class. <laughs> and it's just crazy how God makes us come back and humble ourselves and you know I was like okay now God I see why you had me step foot in the classroom I have the utmost respect for all educators and just being in the counselor role you see so much but we realize that we can run you know yeah God's gonna allow us to do these things (laughs) but he's gonna find a way to bring us right back so like even when I had my three-year-old when I was pregnant with him and it was interesting because when I was at that time I was teaching math I was teaching eighth grade and I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. There is no way I'm going to be teaching other people's bad kids and then come home to my own for it, right? <laughs> and I ended up I ended up um, doing lashes and things of that nature, which was amazing, having conversations with women and just different people who would lay on my table. And I was like, man, it's like I have this gift. People always come to me, tell me their whole story, their whole everything. And I was like, okay, well, I need to get into counseling. I need to do that. But it was from there that I realized, like, okay, no matter how much I ran, whether it was doing lashes or whatever, God took me right back into the educational system. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I- I- I'll be obedient now. Like, <laughs> like after all that. Right, exactly, now. And I just realized how you just really flourish when you're walking in obedience, you know. And it's just like we go through different trials and tribulations and different things of that nature. And it just makes us wiser. But we always remember to go right back into the root. And you know you're in the right place at the right time because of your passion and how everything just seems to flow together. You know, how people say, God's not going to tell you to do something and not provide the provision or the ability to get it done. And that's so true. You know, and anointed to write, like you said, you're like, that's unprofessional, a number. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in it, 
But then think about how God works. You know, he doesn't work with just the A, B, you know, in order. It's just, sometimes you're like, okay, God, I'll get an idea in the middle of the night. I'm like, okay, Lord, let me, let me write it down. Let me see how it's going to come together. <laughs> sometimes if you don't write it down, he doesn't give it to you a second time. Mm, you say that again. <laughs> so you got to be able to write down what he gives to you when he gives it to you. Because when my, when 2020 came and my publisher passed away, mm. That was 10 years after he gave me that. And I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do? And he brought back to my remembrance. Remember that anointed the number two right that you ran from? <laughs> How about giving that a try? So in 2021, 11 years later, mm. I had a girlfriend check to see if the domain was available. The domain is mine. So what that told me was it was a God thing and it wasn't a me thing. But it also goes back to... I wrote it down when he gave it to me, even though I pushed it away. Yeah. Because if I wrote that down 11 years later, I might not have remembered it and he might not have given it back to me. So sometimes you have to understand everything doesn't happen overnight and you can run, but you can't hide. Just mm. like you said, and what God is appointing you to, he's mm. going to get you there one way or another. You're going to bow now, you're going to bow later, but you <laughs> will bow. And so in 2022, January 2022 was when I launched Yes. So in, in December of 2022, I actually self-published the second edition of A Season of Press and a Spiritual Awakening, a 30-day devotional, which is entitled Words of Words of Reflection, a 30-day devotional unto the Lord. Okay. And my third one, which I kind of went there. And so when I have these interviews, I'm very candid because my business is already out there anyway. Yes. That was to wholeness from brokenness, will ye be made whole? I believe it takes a lifetime to get to wholeness, but if you allow God to walk you through some things and peel back layers, you really start to understand there is purpose in my pain. Mm. I don't go through what I go through for me. I go through what I go through to help somebody else get through. That's right. But you know what? As soon as we understand that, that's what helps us to keep going. Because when we like, God, why me? Like you said, why me? If it's here, why me? Why not to? Mm. <laughs> we don't. We don't ask that question. We'll say why me, but we won't say why not me. Right. We don't ask that question. It's just always why me. The woe is me. Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to go through that? Yes, it's great finally walking in my calling, but I want people to understand it came with a cost. Right. Twenty twenty one, I lost one sister. Mm. In twenty twenty one. I lost a job right after losing that sister. In 2021, I went through a major surgery right after losing the job where I almost lost my uterus. And in 2022, we lost another sister. So while I'm building this business that the Lord has put in my hand, I have to walk through some things and trust him to carry me through it in the process. So it does come with a cost and everybody's cost is different. Don't think that success comes overnight because it doesn't. (laughs) You look at people's now, you know, and you don't know what bridge they had to get over to get here. You know, and I'm glad you said that because what I do is I help teens, you know, heal from physical, mental abuse. So that way they can, um, you know, just be better, you know, and determine their goals, you know, whether it's to go to college, develop a trade or start a business. And those that tell me they want to start a business, I'm like, okay, let's look at it because it's not a nine to five. (laughs) You have to work sun up, sun down, you know, and it's a constant thing. You're going to have to miss out on some events, you know. I said, while people are partying or doing this or doing that, you're going to have to make some some sacrifices and be like, okay, do I really want this? 
you know, and I'm not trying to stray you away from it. I'm just saying you got to understand what's in preparation for you to get to your desired end result. So, you know, that helps them to understand. I I love what you do. And the reason is because I learned that adults don't know what to do with children that are carrying trauma. Right, they don't. And that trauma affects their mental health. And that affects their behavior and that affects how well they do when they're in social environments or when they're in their academics. Mm -hmm. And because there's no manual for it, it's not the adult's fault and it's not the child's fault, but there is a disconnect. And so when you have children with trauma and the trauma is not dealt with, they become adults with trauma. And as a child, I didn't know adults dealt with trauma. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. And, you know, and it always brings me to, like they say, hurt people hurt people because you don't know you're operating out of a place of pain and hurt. And, you know, and some people, they shut down. And some people, they just, you know, they just acting from how they know how to act or what they've seen modeled to them. And so that's why I always ask the question, you know, where do we learn how to heal from? Where do we learn how to do anything from? It's from those guardians, those people that are in our lives. And we have to learn that, okay, they don't know the right way or this way or that way, but we have to learn, okay, from for our own sanity, for our own sake, okay, what is best for me? And there's different ways to heal. Like I tell people, it's okay to be angry. That's a natural reaction. But the thing is, you can't go around hurting other people. So if you have to punch the pillow, that's fine. You're not hurting nobody. You're getting at your body, that's fine. When you start punching the wall, now you're hurting yourself. Go and to the gym. Right. <laughs> that's not another way to do it. punching bag. Yes, yes. Well, okay, so you pretty much answered the first question already. How did anointing to write get started? But tell us about, like, your childhood and how that has made you the person that you are today. So, first of all, from the womb, I wasn't supposed to make it. Mm. So I'm I'm a medical walking miracle, but I call myself a chosen vessel. Because God didn't keep me here for nothing. You saw fit to keep me here and not let me be a miscarriage, not let me die a young death. You know, you saw fit for me to be here for a reason, right? right. And so even though I lost my mom at seven, that's trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost my dad at 15. That's trauma. But on top of losing him at 15, I had to move out of the home that I did. And that's your comfort. I also, and not just that, but my dad was taking care of one of our nieces. Mm-hmm. She didn't come with us. So that was oh, trauma for her and for us. And she had to deal with losing him like we did. And she had to deal with going and living with relatives she's never lived with like we did. But on the flip side, you grow up and you realize the adults had to make some pivots too. That's right. Like my aunt and uncle that took me and my sister in, they had a son. They weren't raising girls. And it was just a three family household that turned into five. Right. We take longer showers. <laughs> we need more things because we go through womenly things. Right. You gotta add more food when you're going food shopping. Your utility bills are higher because more people are utilizing them. That's right. And then you have to make concessions for who needs what and who needs to get where at what time. So you realize when you grow up that it really affected everyone mm. that was involved. 
But when you're and younger, you don't see that because you're like me. You know, no. it's like you, you, you. But once you get into that adult world, it's like now I have different a different vision. And that's yeah. why, like, a lot of times when adults, you know, go through their challenges with their teens, they're like, you'll, you'll see it when you get older. When you get older. Because now you have a different set of eyes. <laughs> sometimes adults have to take themselves back to when they were that age, too. That's right. So, and that's, that's, I feel like one of the things that's really important for this generation specifically, I feel like this generation is a peculiar generation. But I also feel like this generation can go far yes. if, they're, if they're led properly. And because there's such a disconnect between the older generation and this generation, I feel like it's our generation that is the equalizer. Like we're balancing them out because we understand why the older generation is the way they are. And mm-hmm. we understand how the younger generation is and how they're not trying to challenge your authority. They're trying to learn. The Bible says for wisdom is the principal thing with all thy wisdom, get understanding. How do I get understanding if I can't ask questions? You can't. (laughs) So the youth are trying to ask questions and then the older generation is like, just do it because I said so. right. (laughs) Right? So we're the ones that are the equalizers trying to like help bridge that gap because the youth want the knowledge. But they want to be able to question things so that they can get a greater understanding. So do it because I said so is not enough anymore. No, it's not. (laughs) So that's where the disconnect is. So I really think, again, I feel like this generation, probably in my opinion, is the chosen generation. You know, and I like that too because I had to think about myself. And I realized like, okay, yes, the do as you say so. But that also hurts you when you get into the real world because you you grow up without being able to, you know, voice your opinion and speak your mind. And when you get into a job or you realize that people are walking over you, for example, you don't you find it hard to learn how to speak up because you weren't allowed to necessarily do it in even a respectful manner. And so you run that line of, okay, just putting up with things, putting up with things. So you realize, like, uh-uh, I don't have to put up with this. I don't have to. And there's a way to do it and still be respectful. And I think that's very important that people, a lot of times, they miss that. You can still be respectful and speak your mind. Can we agree to disagree or have different opinions? But I see now so many people, it's like, if you don't agree with me, then I'm cutting you off. And it don't have to be that way. <laughs> yeah, we can respectfully agree to disagree but I love what you said because annoyance on right's bottom line is to give a voice to those who feel silenced Mm. and we are silenced by so many different things we're silenced by like me I was silenced by being the youngest of nine trying to fight for a voice but I also was silenced because older siblings feel the responsibilities especially back then because it was put on them you look out for each other you know so they would speak up for me before I got a chance to and then we grew up and they're living their respective lives and I'm sitting here looking for somebody to speak up for me because I'm silenced, <laughs> right? You get silenced through your pain and your trauma. You know, losing a you're losing my parents young silenced me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to women who have gone through abortions, women who have gone through miscarriages, women Silent. who have buried children and they're silenced from that pain. You know, we're silenced because everybody else is silent Mm. no one's talking about what they've been through so we feel like we can't right but if we would understand that our testimony is to help other people right Mm. we're overcome by the word 
of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. The word of your testimony is just that. You sharing your testimony. You don't have to put all your business out there, but you can share. Listen, I had a fibroid, a big, big fibroid uh, surgery in 2021. And I had to get 15 large fibroids surgically Ooh. removed the size of a baby. So I pretty much had a C-section of fibroids. Mm. No one talked about having fibroids. But when I had my surgery, all these people on my phone, you know, I had fibroids and this See? is what I did. <laughs> if you talk about it, people may use a different tactic because there could have been a different way. Yes, sir. You know? So that's the thing, like being able to own your past and not let allow and not allow people to victimize you or hold you hostage mm. to your past that's right. is important because in order to heal you gotta deal that's right <laughs> so you gotta walk through it to get through it that's right i can't get to the other side unless i get up and walk babies how do they learn how to walk first they start scooping Right. And they still, you know, you got to crawl before you walk. You got to walk before you run in my Mary Mary voice. But that's very prophetic. And it's true. You that's have right. to do this thing step by step. And if you're not going to deal with your trauma, you can't move forward. Yes. And I think that's so it's important, so too, more. when you talk about that, because you have to get yourself whole and deal with everything before you get paired up with someone else in another relationship. Because what I see what's going on, especially from the mental health perspective, is so many people, they get together in these relationships. You know, he has undealt trauma. You have undealt trauma. Then, like you say, you're bringing kids into the undealt trauma. And the cycle just keeps repeating each other. And it, it, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, there's ways for us all to get help. And I think now most people are receptive of getting some type of counseling or getting help. But it's first acknowledging that, hey, this is not normal. Your chaos is not normal. You don't have to put up with that. And so that leads us into what keeps you going on your days that you feel like, you know what? I have had enough. This is a lot, God. Like, what keeps you going? What keeps you fighting through the fire? There's two sides to it. Romans 8 and 28 says, For we know that all things work together for the good of those that love, love the, the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Not most things, not some things, not the things you want to go through, but the all awe. things, the good, the bad, the <laughs> ugly. So my pain works together for my good. My grief works together for my good. My hurt works together for my good. My disappointment, my loss, everything works together for my good. Why? Because I was called according to God's purposes and I love the Lord. Mm. So if you love the Lord and you're called according to his purposes, he's going to work it all out for your good. And so, again, this thing comes with a price. But when you get to the other side and you start operating in knowing that, part two, there is purpose in my pain. Mm. Then you're able to, it makes this thing called life a little easier to bear. Mm. It is all about your mindset, you know? you having a yep. positive mindset. Because I've heard so many people talk about how, oh, you know, something bad happened. One bad thing happened that day. Oh, my day was bad. No, that didn't make it that bad. <laughs> but it's all about your mindset, you know? If you wake up, like I said, if you wake up saying, you know, for example, today is going to be a bad day, then guess what? You already spoke that into existence. It's going to be a bad day. And so if you change your mindset when you're going through different trials and tribulations, that's going to help you to come out on the end with a smile on your face. 
and keep I going. Always says change your mindset because God's delay is not a denial. Oh yes, I love that. <laughs> so a lot of times when we feel like God, I just can't get my footing, He's working it out in the background, and you don't even realize. It. Mm, that's why we can't quit. So, can't and quit. instead of and, and exactly because I feel like when when you quit, it's almost as if you're saying God can't do what mm. He said He's going to do. So there's two things. There's faith and fear. The, the two can't coexist. It's right. It's, it's a daily <laughs> process. It's second by second. Like Paul said, I die daily. Like it mm-hmm. is a process. And sometimes, you know, you got to go down <laughs> strongholds, honey. You got to sometimes just go in your prayer closet and pray. I was having a conversation with somebody and she brought it back to my remembrance Sometimes you got to pray and understand that things that are happening around you mm-hmm. may not necessarily have to do with you. That's right. Mm. So I, like you know, Job, I'm, huh? Yeah. <laughs> really? Because God will have, will allow all hell to break loose around you. Yes. But everything you touch will be blessed. That's right. And that's favor. That's right. And it ain't fair. <laughs> That's what they say, favor ain't fair, honey. Yes. So what advice would you give to your teen self, knowing that everything that you have overcome and everything that you have, you know, just been through up to this point in your life, what advice would you give to yourself as a teen to help another teen? If I could simplify this thing, it would be it gets greater later. Okay. Because in my experience, it got greater later. Mm. I went through losing all those people. I went through the infertility issues, still going through that. Went through almost losing my uterus, went through a divorce. But on the other side of that thing, God gave me double because God gave me my Boaz. Eight years on the first. We just celebrated eight years on the first, right? That's a blessing. God gave me, God gave me my purpose. Mm. And that's something that's priceless when you're walking in purpose and purpose and destiny collide that's where you're walking in God's favor Mm. and that's the faithfulness of God when you're walking in his favor nothing can touch you that's right nothing can throw you off your your track and so all you have to do when you fall get up dust yourself off off. (laughs) and keep going if you feel like I tried and I failed, get up and try again. If you need to ask somebody for help, open up your mouth and tap into your tribe and ask for help. A lot of times when you're younger, you feel like you can't ask for help. You don't want to be a bird. They don't understand. That's not true. Mm -hmm. You can ask for help. There's somebody that understands. And I also think that goes to a lot how you're raised because you when you grow up, you look and see how things are done. So, like, for example, if you're the oldest or however things are lined up in your house, you know, you're responsible for doing everything. Or if your parents are like, you know, if you saw, like, one parent doing everything, you you and you tend to take that into your relationships, you realize, when you get older. Realizing that, no, things don't have to be that way. Or that wasn't necessarily the healthiest or the right way to do things. And so, I... Say that again? <laughs> You eat the fish and spit out the bone. Right. Then you realize, make some changes. What didn't, you leave. Mm, That's right. 
I was reading this book. It said, if the woman is good with taking the trash out and the man is good with cooking, that is fine for your household. Let it be. (laughs) That's fine. And so we have to learn to do things and do what works for ourselves. And it's okay to ask for help. We don't have to do everything. That's not even helping. (laughs) Because when you need help, no one's going to say, hey, do you need help or this or that. So we have to be smart about it. So tell us, what are you working on today? How can everybody connect with you? And just be a part of Anointed to Wife. I do have my three self-published books. They're on my website. They are $10 a piece. Um, I also have a book coming out in the fall. I'm pre-selling that. That is a book collaboration through the Book Office Club um, with Saria Vision Avant. If you haven't heard of her, then you're living under a rock. So come up, come out of that rock. Um, so the book. <laughs> I do believe you're living under a rock if you haven't heard of her. So the book really is for entrepreneurs from entrepreneurs. So if you are an entrepreneur or a small business owner, age is not a factor. This book is giving you practical tips on business, career, wellness, everything you need to live a well-rounded life as a small business owner or an entrepreneur. Mm. You want to get this book. You don't want to miss out. Yes, I wish I would have had that book when I got started. (laughs) Because all the lines were together. And I need that, you know? (laughs) We are launching this book in the fall, but it is ready for pre-order now. And I'm actually doing something where the first 50 to pre-order will be mentioned in the book. Yes. So want some publicity there you go um i also have a writing service company and i provide writing editing and typesetting services so various writing various types of various various types of editing and typesetting for your word document and if you have like a picture book i can upon request only upon request (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> format your pictures so typesetting is the technical term for formatting your book and that just goes into your margins um your book size your font size the type of font you use etc um and i do have the ability to walk you through self-publishing okay. for yourself underneath your company or underneath your name um, it's not as complicated as people think it is. Once you do it, you'll know what to do. And if you need a print company, I also am. I use a print company where they do, if you order a hundred or more books, it's free two-day shipping. And it comes in two days. Mm-hmm. And they also will do your book cover front, back, and spine for $99 if you need them to do it. Yeah. And they'll also place your barcode if you want them to do that as well. All right, so how do how does everyone connect with you? How do you want them to? The best way to connect with me would be my website, okay. which is www.anointedthenumber2right.com. Okay. All of my socials and my YouTube page are on there. Love it, love it. Can you give that to them one more time just in case they missed it, your website? Yes, that's www.anointedthenumber2right.com. Awesome. Well, Heather, is, are there any lasting words that you would love to leave with your audience today? Um, it's just been a pleasure yes. you know, meeting you and Absolutely. talking to you. Absolutely. This has been a pleasure. <laughs> but I want you guys to know that you have a voice. 
your voice matters. The time is now. Tell your story, whatever that looks like. If you want to tell it in a book or if you want to tell it on the stage, you reach out to me, I can help you get there. One of the things that I'm actually about to launch, I am a, how would I say this? I'm a personal relationship coach. And so what I'm launching is the steps to get there. So if you're looking to write a book and then you want to leverage your book on the stage, reach out to me. I can help you get there. Yes, and it doesn't matter how old you are. So regardless of your age, reach out, reach out to Miss Heather, get your book, get your story out there. Um, And the one thing I'm glad you said that is because one thing when I was looking for collaborators for my book for teens, a lot of people were like, well, you know, God's not done with me yet. And my thing is, God's not done with me either. (laughs) Tell your story. God's not done with me until he calls you to glory. That's right. Tell your story. And some people, I think they're so afraid of judgment. And my thing is, hey, just like you said earlier, when we go through things, that's to help others. And so it's okay. You know, who cares what people think? Tell your story, stand proud, because you're not that person that you were then. But God had to use you. Like I tell people, when you look at the Bible, look at Saul. Look who he was, where he became Paul. I mean, we all have a story to tell, you know, and so it's just so important for us to realize, like, you know, there's room for us all to help each other, you know, get to the top, but also remembering, like, hey, people can bring up your past, okay, that was the past. Right, and that's why, and that's why I wrote it in a book, because I'm going to beat you to it, because you can try to bring up my past, but I now have a book of my past. Right. What do you have of your past, Mm. right? It's in your hands. You control your what you're going to do with it. You either can hold on to it and be a victim to it, or you can release it and start to heal from it and help others heal in the process. It's up to you. Yes. Well, Heather, I'm so glad to have you on my show today on the Geniusly Made Home. And everyone, you do remember how to contact Miss Heather. Heather, you want to give that to them one more time, how to connect with you. <laughs> yes. That's www.anointedthenumber2right.com. And you can also Google Anointed the Number 2 Right, and it'll take you to the website as well. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. And we're going to be looking forward to you guys connecting with Heather. Make sure you get out there and tell your story.